Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guest and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton chaos in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka ben turdsman i hope you're well or at least as well as you can be we're gonna go into it right now my guest is co-host of the excellent podcast decom intern and she is a vehement mutual fan of mtv's the challenge please welcome chelsea hi thank you so much for having me of course thank you for being on this is so exciting for me. This podcast has been such a delightful relief from the chaotic world we're currently in. So thank you for your work on it. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that, it's just, it never gets old. Good. How are you and where are you? You know, I'm I'm okay. I'm in Minnesota. I live in St. Paul. Things are fine. I'm really fortunate in that I have a stable job I can do from home. So I've been working from home, which my dogs and my cat are very confused about still. I mean, it's been almost a month since I've been working out of the house. The pets are still like, when are you going to leave? Are you good at working from home or no? That's an excellent question. I'm pretty sure I have some undiagnosed ADD issues. <laughs> and it's really hard for me to focus on one task for an extended period of time and I'm usually pretty okay with that when I'm in the office and I've been pretty okay here at home but there's just things where it's like oh I could like get up and run the dishwasher quick or like I could get up and like do some laundry quick or like I can take a quick five minute break that turns into like a 15 minute break it's really easy to do stuff like that or like I have to get up and let the dogs outside so I'm doing okay with it like I'm not behind on anything but it has been interesting because I'm someone who has asked to work from home a couple days a week for the last two three years and I've always been told no no, it's not possible. And now I'm working from home full time. And I'm like, look, it's possible. I'm still getting my work done. Could have been doing this the whole time. Rod mentioned, I think in like the second episode about how that he hopes that at least one thing that comes out of this is the normalizing of working from home. Oh, for sure. And I think he's 100% right. There are so many benefits to doing it. I work downtown St. Paul. I have to pay a lot of money every month for a parking spot downtown to get to my office building. And if I could cancel my monthly contract and only pay for the two or three days a week I'm in the office, I would save probably easily 60 bucks a month. And like the pollution cut down and like the quality of life of not having to commute to the office for a lot yeah. of people. I live in St. Paul, so my commute's not too bad, but some of my coworkers have like an hour commute one way. And it's like, if they didn't have to do that five days a week, think about how much happier they'd be and how much more productive they'd be. <laughs> like there's the meme going around Twitter right now of because there were some viral tweets that were the canals in Venice are clear for the first time and air mm. quality in California is improving and nature is healing itself. And now that's kind of turned into a meme. But it is kind of true in a way. It's like if we made these kinds of changes every single day, think about how much better the environment would be if people weren't commuting so much every day. The whole like nature is healing itself thing is kind of a funny concept, but I think it's really true. I feel like there are a thousand things happening to where I just want to point and look at certain people and just be like, see, this can all be done. Right. Yeah. There's so many, so many politicians now are so close to supporting Medicare for all and so close to supporting some kind of universal single payer healthcare system by saying things like no one should have to pay for COVID-19 treatment. It's like no one should have to pay for any kind of medical treatment that they need that's necessary. So all of these things, you know, the stimulus checks and unemployment insurance, and there's all these these social programs that are possible and that we can find the money to pay for, but we just choose not to. And things are possible. Better things are possible. 
possible. This is not in any way a subtle transition, but I've been wanting to talk to you about it. The challenge on MTV yeah. is a mutual abject Oh my love. God. Uh, it is my favorite show. I remember the moment when I think you brought up the challenge and I was like, wait, you watch the challenge? And I had this moment of pure euphoria to find someone else who was obsessed with this dumb MTV reality show as I am because I think we can both admit it's a dumb MTV reality show but it's so good it's not good but it's great yes 100 for people who don't know what we're talking about this is like the old real world road rules challenge so like they dropped the real world road rules part of it but that used to be where they recruited all of their contestants from now they like recruit people from shows around the world so they have like geordie shore in the uk and they have uk big brother and american big brother and american Ninja warrior survivor an amazing race like all these yes. other reality shows so it's basically just once you lose on whatever reality show you started on you can just go to the challenge this is season 35 35 they do probably on average a season every it feels like every eight months maybe on average probably like 1.75 a year like they kind of yes. have to span over multiple calendar years sometimes the thing that i will say like that's so great about it is the production of it like they are so like agile in their thing yes. in that they know exactly how to stir shit up what people hate and then they do it and then if they yeah. look at it like season to season, they're like, that didn't work. This was awful. This was not good. They throw it all up. It's great. One thing that MTV does really well with their reality shows is editing. Editing of the original like Jersey Shore seasons was so good. It was like novel. It was all brand new stuff that it seemed like they were doing. MTV's always been really good at pushing the envelope in reality series editing, which I think a lot of other reality shows steal from now. Like I sometimes watch The Bachelor with my friends and I feel like in recent seasons of the bachelor they've kind of pivoted to more of an mtv style of editing where they're like intentionally cutting to people doing funny things kind of interspersed with like regular conversation or crafting narratives they are truly so good at it and they always get the shot i love the fact that like just as an example in the last season all these alliances happened and for the first time ever they kept to the alliances so it was boring and nobody really got into nobody was backstabbing There wasn't a lot of crazy fights and drama. So basically the producers were like, okay, cool. We're going to change this up. We're also going to literally put everybody in a bunker. So let's see if you can keep your sanity now. Right. They're in a pressure cooker and they're doing a new thing this season where to run the the final challenge, you have to win an elimination. Every single person that makes it to the final has to have won an elimination, which they've never done before, which I think is, is great because there are so many people who are recurring characters who come back season after season and they coast and they manipulate and they form these alliances and they manage to squeak by without ever having to do an elimination and the editors and producers are like no we're not going to do that this time like this time you have to actually earn your place which i think is so good it's my favorite so if you haven't given the challenge a shot in recent years just try it what else are you doing right now i'm telling you you have questions dm me i'll explain it don't worry yeah there's only two episodes out right now you can probably you can find them online somewhere it's just such a it's such a good show it's so, <laughs> so good. good the challenge aside but you're also like full-on animal crossing still oh right? yeah it's bad i'm not the kind of person that normally plays a lot of video games and we were kind of talking earlier and i mentioned that i have a very obsessive personality it's very easy for me to fall into something and spend hours doing something without realizing that it's been hours same here 
that's why like before binge watching tv shows was like a cool thing to do that's what i would do to like pass the time but yeah i've been playing a lot of animal crossing and my island's not even that special like it's not even that cool you wouldn't think that i've been playing as much as i have because my island's not that impressive but it's just so relaxing to like walk around and like catch butterflies and try to convince people to move to my island and like plant flowers i just walk around my island and like plant flowers and move them around and water them and it's very relaxing it's a bright, simple, happy escape. There's no competition in it, really. Like, there's no, you don't have to fight anybody, which is the thing I hate most about video games is like, I don't like a fighting mechanic thing. Like I tried to play Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> and like immediately lost interest because I'm like, oh, I have to like duel people with a lightsaber. It's like, I don't want to do this. It's like, I just want the storyline. Like I just want, I want to know what the plot of Knights of the Old Republic is without actually having to do the work. And that's like Animal Crossing is, is just doing chores around your island, but it's in such a cute fun way and you can play with your friends and you can visit your friends and it's just it's very peaceful for me right now it does feel like video games have gotten to this like point where they are just so comprehensive and sophisticated now yeah to where the my, the escapism that i want isn't there as much because it feels like so much work right and i just don't have the time or yeah. even possibly the inclination to do all that when it's like i do want the, the pokemon or the animal crossings of the world to give me escapism that is like simple and relatively happy and it's true it's honestly true escapism that's what yeah I mean. yeah there are definitely some aspects of animal crossing that are very repetitive like it's the same the same conversation prompts you have to click through every single time you interact with some of the like npcs but it's fine it is what it is i'm okay with it because i do like the ritual of things that's kind of very much what it feels like. It's like, okay, like every day I log in and I get my announcements from Isabel and I go around my island and I pick weeds and I shake trees and I catch some fish and like, it's very routine, <laughs> which makes me feel, I think, good because I don't really have a lot of structure or routine in my life currently because I'm just like not leaving the house. So it's nice to feel like I have a to-do list that I can actually accomplish without it feeling overwhelming. Are there little things that you're doing, like kind of walks at all or like driving around a little bit? Because I, I do that, yeah. you know, like somebody who is immunocompromised, I think as I mentioned right. here before, as a way to kind of like get that sunlight or just some kind of like mitigating being stuck in the house is I take drives and it can really do a lot for my head. I'm not someone who enjoys driving, so I haven't necessarily been doing that. Driving makes me kind of anxious, probably because I work in the traffic safety realm. It's been pretty cold in Minnesota this week. Um, I think it's supposed to be nice tomorrow, so I'm hoping to get up. But yeah, I've been taking like walks around the neighborhood with my dogs. I live close to a lot of lakes because it's Minnesota. And I've thought about taking the dogs for like walks around the lakes, but I feel like that's where the most people are going to be. So I'm kind of trying to avoid that. But yeah, just like taking them for walks around the neighborhood. But yeah, just trying to like get out a little bit especially when it's nice and just like sitting in my screen porch like I have a screen porch and sitting sitting out there and just like being outside and like getting some fresh air has been really nice so I know we're reading the shock doctrine I just got my copy today so I just started it a little bit before we started talking so yeah it's really good though already. It's it's going to be fascinating. No, it's a book that I've heard about for years and um, one of my good friends here who's a union organizer and stuff and he's a great guy and he's one of the smartest people I know and he's been telling me for years to read it. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm like, this is happening. I'm finally reading it. So I'm excited to get to talk to him about it too. 
you know, I think it is cool. Just the things that you can kind of do in this moment just to connect with people. Because, yeah. I mean, we were talking before this, and I've been going on a lot more, like, seeking out Twitch streams, which I had never really done that a ton. But it's just the, like, right. oh, talk to people. I never realized that degree by which I required it. And it's just the thing right. that I'm actively seeking. Because I can't listen to a ton of podcasts. It's a weird distraction I can't quite focus on. Right. I'm just less inclined to watch a movie. In my sort of normal daily life, I'm a pretty big homebody. I love hanging out with my friends and going out to eat and stuff and go to bars sometimes but I'm not somebody who like wants to really go out bar hopping every weekend or like like I love going to movies and doing more like low-key things a lot of this has just been I don't know it's, it's hard for me to not feel like I'm stuck in a rut by not being able to go out and do anything because it's like oftentimes when I'm home it's because I'm choosing to stay home versus going exactly. out I can't even go see a movie. Like, I couldn't even go see a movie on my birthday. It's, it's just such a weird thing. So it's like, even though I'm a homebody, you still, even if you're someone who doesn't normally go out a lot, you can still be struggling right now because we have no choice in what's happening right now. I don't have the option to choose not to go to a movie. Yeah, right. I have no decision to these things. I want the illusion of control. Right. No one's choosing to cancel plans right now. It's just everything's yeah. canceled. So... I do think that out of this, you're really going to understand the things you truly value. Yeah. There's just so many of those things that are taken away. And kind of in that regard, maybe we can reset, you know, like people with without the sports of the world, maybe realize which ones they do and don't love or which ones they need or, right. or whatever. I know I miss the theater experience so much. I love going to movies. I and that's too. what's, I think, really scary right now is there's so many big movie chains that are struggling. And so it's like any of the small theaters, there's a small theater right by my house. It's a discount theater. So they get movies after their normal theatrical run. And it's like a dollar on Tuesdays to go see a movie. They're probably just done now, which is really upsetting. We have an art house theater here, Riverdale. And, it, and it's great. And honestly, it wasn't like about to go under, at least not that I know of. But right. it definitely probably wasn't. We can understand this definitely. It's a bummer because I think this is a situation where that is going to absolutely expedite the possibility of exhibitors being more and more cut out of distribution and having yeah. control. Because by the way, the reason like people make jokes about like, how is AMC going to go under? Because they, they charge $55 for popcorn. It's like that's where their money comes from. They don't get money from ticket sales. <laughs> All of the money from tickets goes directly back to the distributor. It's just like a fundamental misunderstanding of the economy of movie theaters and and how all of that works the exact reason those theaters exist and aren't owned by the studios is because they once were and they were completely vertically integrated and it was deemed illegal by the government that's why the mpaa exists so they could self-regulate yeah. instead of having government in intervention on these things believe me like the studios are majorly inconvenienced by the fact that they don't own these theaters and they want to and even previous to this Right. Amazon was looking to buy a theater chain of 40 plus theaters. Right. And guess what? They're going to not only get these things, they're going to get them for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And that's such a bummer for Amazon to be getting more control over another aspect of art and culture. <laughs> they already have a total monopoly on like selling books everything. and selling everything. Amazon has ruined independent bookstores, which is why I made sort of like a personal pledge probably about like a year and a half ago now to just stop buying books on Amazon. And I use the library a lot and I get a a lot of ebooks in the library and stuff because I can't afford to buy every single book I read. But if I care enough to buy a book, I buy it from an indie bookstore because I just don't want to be giving that money to Amazon. Their whole model is set up where they lose money on the sale of books because they can afford to make it up in everything else that they sell. Whereas independent bookstores don't have that option. And that's the same shit that Walmart did before them. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Very parasitically going into these strategic locations to drive out yep. 
small businesses and I'm a huge vocal proponent of local businesses and going there. Yeah, my dad's a small business owner. So it's one of the reasons I'm able to exist. And by small business owner, I mean, it's he employs himself. He is his only employee currently. So pretty much as small as you can get. But those are not only good in general, but they're, they truly are vital for what a community is and the individuality thereof of places yeah. and neighborhoods. It's not just about character too, it's culture and it, it's individuality. And I think they are truly vital. You know, even with Amazon, just for one last point about it, South by Southwest is going to be screening their movies on Amazon as part of their online festival for free. That's so wild. It's insane. There's just never going to be another South by Southwest. That was on the pod that you said that, right? That was... Yeah, it's done. Was I that think, your episode with Jack? Yeah. Yeah. And then now cut to a wee a month later, Amazon, which again had every bit of leverage, must have gotten just an obscene deal right? from a company that... It's a trillion dollar company. They're okay. It's a cool thing in the short term in terms of convenience, and I get to see these things, and that's nice. But in terms of the ripple effect... Yeah, the bigger implications of being able to watch all these movies on Amazon video right now is scary, which is why I think I'm glad that we are reading The Shock Doctrine in the book club if anybody is listening wants to join us it's not too late we haven't had our first discussion yet well hit one of us up and we'll get you into the book club group before we wrap it up do you have any tips to leave people with i think one thing i've been trying to do just to not feel so overwhelmed is i'm trying to do because i'm the kind of person like i said earlier who can't focus on one thing for too long and so i'm trying to instead of having this big giant to-do list of like everything i have to do around the house i'm just trying to do like one thing a day like my task for tonight which i'm gonna have to do after we're done recording is clean the bathroom tomorrow my task is to do laundry instead of trying to do all those things in one day which i know is just not gonna happen i'm just trying to like get one thing done so that i feel because i think a lot of people are getting stuck in this trap of feeling that they have to be productive right now and i think a lot of us are just sad and anxious and feeling like we have to be productive right now is not helpful so don't get stuck in the feeling that you have to be productive every moment of every day and that your house has to be sparkling clean because you're in it all the time because that's just not i think realistic for a lot of us be kind to yourself yeah exactly it's okay like be kind to yourself you don't have to necessarily even be kind of proactively trying to do this that and the other but just just be nice to yourself yeah be nice to yourself nobody's nailing this nobody knows what it is to do it right or wrong right we have no concept of any of this we all feel helpless yeah and we all are earnestly doing the best we can and that's all we have to do right now is just do your best and be kind to yourself maybe drink some more water I feel like probably a lot of people aren't drinking enough water right now. You're not alone. Yeah. And we're all scared and, and uncertain yeah, and helpless. Exactly. And just do what you have to do to feel okay. Don't worry about like thriving right now because this is not a time where we have to be like pushing ourselves to extremes. This is a time where we have to survive and we have to get through this together and we have to support each other. And this is this is how we move forward. 100%. Do you have anything you want to plug? I know you have your podcast. You can listen to Decom Intern. My co-host Jane and I, we both live in St. Paul, and so we normally record in person, which we haven't obviously been doing since we're both sheltering in place. But I have now figured out how to record things on my end. So I think we're going to start putting out new episodes again. But we have a bunch of episodes out there that you can listen to. You can follow me on Twitter at Manchester, or you can follow the pod at Decom Intern. Awesome. Thank you again for being on. I've loved this. Yeah, this has been so much fun. And thank you for doing this because it really, truly has been like such a good relief to just feel like we're not alone there are other people who are struggling with this and i think a lot of the tips people have had have been really really helpful so hopefully i said something that was helpful in the 
this episode and didn't just ramble about the challenge too much. No, absolutely. And hopefully, you know, there's hopefully it's a twofer. And the challenge rambling has been great because you got somebody on. If you ever, if anyone out there, even if I don't know you, if you need to talk, like I'm here and I have... I have the emotional capacity right now to like be a good listener to people. So if you're struggling right now, reach out because there's so many of us who are here and this is how we help each other. This is part of mutual aid is being there and listening. And I'm not a professional by any means, but I can listen. Couldn't agree more. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope this has helped in some way. Hope you're okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. Bye. Bye everyone.